Radioactivity Quest, the podcast that's packed with stuff to do. In today's episode, Dan's going ice skating and we recap some of our favourite moments from the year. Alright, so every episode of Activity Quest starts with a fun kids presenter doing something awesome. And today, Dan is going ice skating. I have come to a very chilly central London today to historic Somerset House, which lies just on the north bank of the River Thames. It's about to get freezing because I'm going ice skating today at the world famous skate rink they've got here. Let's have a look around. I'm here with Lucy Troy, she is a producer of the fantastic skate rink we've got here at Somerset House. Lucy, just tell us a bit more about what Somerset House does for the rest of the year. I know this dominates your Christmas, but what about everything else? So uh, there's loads going on. So kind of we see ourselves as London's working art centre. So we have exhibitions on throughout the year and artist studios downstairs as well. Um, In the courtyard, we do loads of different things. We have the ice rink throughout winter. And then in the summer, we have our big summer series, which is a series of gigs. And we have our film for summer screen as well. And yeah, lots of of different exhibitions and stuff happen in the courtyard too. So yeah, lots of stuff going on. Now it's a chilly Wednesday when we're doing this. And it's rammed, it's packed, it's first thing in the morning. Uh, Tell us more about this ice rink. It's big, it's glistening with frost. Loads of people are enjoying themselves. Tell us more about it. So, yeah, it's pretty big, it's pretty cold. Um, So it's been running for, I think it's the 21st year we've had the rink in the courtyard. Um, But yeah, I think it's pretty special for a lot of people. We have a lot of families come down. We have kind of lots of different people come down. Um, We've got the big tree as well, which goes in every year, which is quite a process to bring in um, and quite a big thing to decorate, but which looks amazing as well. Um, But yeah, I think everyone just comes down and has a lovely time. I'd like to ask you some of the backstage things, if that's okay. Looking at this tree, I see it here in front of me. It's glittering with baubles spiralling up to the top. You said it's hard to decorate. Who does the decoration? So we have our people who come and bring the Christmas tree in and they bring in cherry pickers, so there's kind of things that go up and down. So we have two of them um, and there's two people. We do it overnight as well because kind of to place the lights, you should do that at night time to see what it looks like. And, um, And they kind of go up and down the tree and place the decorations. And the ice rink. How do you make an ice rink? So, um, so there's lots of pipes that run underneath the ice rink. Um, and it gets quite sciencey here, and I'm not probably the best person to talk about it, but there's this thing called glycol that you pump through underneath, uh, which goes through some chillers, which kind of take all the heat out of them. Um, and those get, get pumped underneath the ice, um, and then you just fill it with water in kind of layers and freeze it in layers until it's thick enough to be an ice rink. You gave it a good go. I gave it a good go. That's probably that's probably wrong. Um, but yeah, we have um, kind of a lot of people who are ice experts who work with us to make it make it as good as it is. Now, this isn't the first year you've done this. How many years did you say it's been going on? So this is the twenty-first year of having the rink. Obviously, we missed last year for COVID, but um, but yes, it's been going for a long time. And as a producer, it's your job to make it bigger and better every year. Why is this year better than the twenty years previously? Well, I think it's the first year that everyone's back together after COVID, which I think makes it really special. Um, And we've made the rink a little bit bigger this year. I think it's bigger. I think we have made it bigger. We've reconfigured it. Um, But yeah, I think the fact that it's the first year after COVID that everyone can come back together makes it really special. And what is it about Christmas and ice? Apart from the obvious that they're cold. But ah, during December, we just love to get on the ice. We love to go skating. Uh, Why do you think that is? And why do people come here? 
I think it's just very Christmassy, isn't it? And the setting as well, it's very beautiful and kind of all the ice kind of reflects off as well. So he kind of lights up the courtyard and lights up the tree. And I think it's an activity that so many people can do together of all different ages. You know, you see really small kids on the ice, people that are a little bit older, all getting together and skating around, which I think, yeah, it's just really lovely to see. And there's quite a few ice skates. There's quite a few ice skating rinks all around the UK, let alone London. Why should people come to this one, historic Somerset House? I think it's well. It's in the kind of the, one of the prettiest settings I think in this courtyard in the centre of London. Um, and I think because many people don't kind of when you see Somerset House from the outside, it's quite imposing, and you come to the courtyard and it's kind of so beautiful and Christmassy. And I think it's the most festive one out of all of them. Big thank you. To Dan, some Christmassy vibes there. Uh, now, Adam is here. Adam produces Activity Quest every week. Hello, Adam. Hello, Bex. How are you? I am really good. How are you, how are you doing? I'm good. I can't believe it's the final episode of the year. I'm so sad. We've had a busy year. You've sent a lot of fun kids presenters out to Anna about. It's been pretty amazing, hasn't it? I have. I have. Uh, what's, what's been your favourite moment of the year, Bex? Well, rather selfishly, I would say my highlight of the year was when you packed me off to Birmingham and I went to visit the Sea Life Centre because I hadn't been there for years and it was so much fun. Was it sharks that were all around your piranhas? I have a distinct memory you know of you walking through a tunnel. Yes, I walked through a tunnel, I think of sharks, but what really freaked me out were the jellyfish. I think jellyfish are genuinely quite scary. Um, so it was a bit weird walking through and around lots of jellyfish. But apart from that, it was such a cool place to be because you find out, obviously, loads about under the sea above the sea and there were lots of penguins there as well i got to check out a big kind of penguin like just area where lots of penguins were jumping up and down having the loveliest of times and they all had their own names as well there was a screen at the top of the penguin enclosure with the names of all of the penguins and who they had paired up with which was pretty awesome i love jellyfish they're one of my favorite animals one of my other favorite things is vr gaming in april I went to a VR gaming center in Gloucester and had one of the weirdest experiences of my life, putting a a VR gaming headset on, sitting in a chair that was shaped like an egg and getting jostled around. And genuinely, I honestly felt for a moment like I was entirely upside down. Wow. It was one of the most surreal experiences of my life. Is it something you've ever done? I've never tried it before. I would like to, but it sounds pretty intense. Next year on Activity Quest, <laughs> we send back. <laughs> I also have to say, I did enjoy going to Monopoly Live. That was very fun. Getting to stand on a big version of a game board and just like kind of, it was just a bizarre experience because it felt like you'd stepped into a Monopoly game that you would play normally on your kitchen table. It was bizarre. And you got to like play separate mini escape room games around the side of the main board game as well. And I got to spin a big wheel. I got to roll a giant dice. I mean, what more do I need? It has been such a good year. But you and I, Bex, we've had a chat about this, haven't we? Mm-hmm. And we both agree that our favourite moment from the year, we're going to crown an Activity Quest favourite moment. And we're going to play it for you. Our favourite moment of the year, season five, episode <laughs> two. It came out on the 26th of July earlier this year. And it's all to do with Dan. <gasps> Dan visits an iconic London landmark to discover exactly how it is made. And he takes a walk across a very dangerous sounding bridge. Bex, do you know where we're going? I have a feeling I remember this from back in the summer, but shall we remind the listeners as well? It's Tower Bridge. 
Let's play it. I'm pretty nervous about this week's activity. I am stood right next to the River Thames running through the middle of London. To the east, looking at the magnificent Tower Bridge. One of the most famous landmarks in London's history, really. Uh, these two huge columns standing either side of the river with a bridge that's used by thousands of cars and people and buses every single day. And when a boat needs to come through, if it's big enough, they have to stop everything. They have to open the bridge right from the middle. And I'm feeling nervous because I'm not that good with heights. And I'm told I'm going to the very top to check out their fantastic skywalk, they tell me. It's a skywalk walking along a glass bottom. And I'll step foot on it, having to trust that it will hold me, having to trust that it's going to work. Otherwise, it's 42 metres to the River Thames below. I think I might need every single bit of toughness that's in my body for this one. So let's crack on. Wish me luck. Laura. Hello. Hello. First place Laura took me was into the engine room, looking at these two steam train looking barrels. These were the things that powered the bridge, that boiled the uh, the water, well the oil now, to give it the pressure to move the hydraulics, which lifted the boat up and down. So if you've ever used a water pistol, it's the same kind of process. So you have a chamber full of water, and when you squeeze the trigger, that pressurises the water to shoot out. So you pr- press it down with a lot of force and that lifts it and it's the same kind of thing inside this bridge. So, And this is where it starts. So you've got in front of us two boilers they would be stoked with coal so around in these two coal furnaces would be water so the coal's heating the water to generate steam. That steam is going to be the power to move the engine. So it's going to be the energy for the steam pump engine. That steam pump engine then pumps water to raise two heavy weights and that is stored energy, a bit like a battery. And when they wanted a bridge lift, they dropped the two weights to pressurise that water like the water pistol, pushing that water through pipes all along the bridge, eventually reaching the engines and turning the cogs which help the bridge driver raise the bridge. You mentioned that the bridge opens up right in the middle. Now, this has always been the most mind-blowing thing for me. Thousands of cars, thousands of people come over here every single day. How do they stop people? How do they open this up to let boats pass? So we do have a procedure. So you have a big alarm first that will go off and that will signal to the pedestrians and the road traffic that there will be a bridge lift uh, imminently. We've got our bridge crew as well. So we've got um, the maintenance crew, the work, and they'll be on site to stop pedestrians from coming. There are large blue gates that swing and lock shut, which is a lot different to when Tower first opened. There would just be a gateman and he would just put a chain across. He would ring just a big bell. Um, so it was probably a lot tougher for him back in the day. We've got a lot more help with the 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 road traffic being stopped so the bridge driver he will um, turn traffic lights to red sound the alarm and we've got crew on site that are going to stop those people from walking over and stop the cars from driving over as well then moving through the tower we stepped out on top of the bridge still with cars all around us it was noisy it was loud it was bumpy and windy and took a lift right to the top now i don't want to get ahead of myself but i'm pretty terrified of heights and i know that we're finishing on a glass floor staring down at somewhere 42 meters below just let me know a little bit prepare me for what i'm in for so you are going to be 42 meters above the roadway 
and you're going to be walking on the walkway. So these walkways would have been designed to ease the pedestrian traffic of London Bridge. So Tower Bridge used to open 40 to 50 times a day. It's bustling, it's busy, there's a lot going on. It's busy, there's a lot going on. So to ease that pedestrian traffic, the walkways, and um, where we're going to be going, it was designed to ease that. So uh, we can take the lift, all the stairs, if you want to brave the 206 stairs it takes to get to the top. And there is um, the wooden floor as well as the glass floor. So if you feel a bit shaky, don't worry, you don't have to stand on it. Um, it's very safe, everything's enclosed, and the glass floor can withstand six tons of weight. So each panel holds a ton, so I think we'll be good. I mean, I've eaten a lot over lockdown, but six tons. <laughs> I think six tons. Yeah, I, think, I think we'll be fine. Forty meters up, a stretch of clear glass that you have to step on. It's a it's a it's a walk of faith, a proper trust exercise to lift your leg up, to plonk your foot down, and hopefully that glass is going to take you. Still a little bit hairy, still a little bit scary, but absolutely brilliant. So here we go. <laughs> I said I was terrified of heights, and look. Laura, you told me earlier that this, this, this takes six tonnes. Yes. So you can see in front of you, you've got six panels of glass. Each panel can hold one tonne of weight. There's seven layers of glass. So it's perfectly safe. It's specially designed glass. It's not like the glass you have your windows at home. And the top layer is unfortunately named the sacrificial layer, but that is to take all the scratches and, and the hard bumps. So if it ever did crack, we just replace the top layer and the layers underneath are still protected. <laughs> so you've just told me that. The sacrificial layer, the... <laughs> we just noises all around us, creaks and groans. Uh, seven panels of glass, each can take a ton each. Loads of different, sorry, six panes of glass, all can take a ton each. We've got seven different layers in there. And yet, even though you told me that, why is it still so terrifying? <laughs> I think because you can see the roadway, you've got the motion of the cars one way, the river flowing another, you can see people walking around, and then you're high up as well. So it's all a bit of mind over matter. If you can uh, get yourself to, to believe that it's not gonna crack, which it won't. <laughs> you first, yeah, there we go, so. So the reason- I tell you what, what's crazy about it is that you put your, you kind of put your leg down thinking it's going to drop. I know I'm, I'm walking literally right next to the edge. Oh. Did it! <laughs> that was absolutely terrifying, by the way. I was taken right to the very top of both of the towers, either side of the bridge, the bridge that lifts from the middle. And you got to see the statues of the, uh, the, the, the workmen who got paid pretty well to make the very top of the tower to put in all the rivets that would make it strong enough so it could hold all the cars all the people and still lift itself up to let some boats through and that was it after a terrifying but fantastic skywalk a proper walk of faith 
my time at the, the Tower Bridge was done. I had a brilliant day out. It's absolutely, stick it on your checklist for things that you need to do if you're ever in the city. It's a fantastic day out. It doesn't take all day, so you can fit it around everything else that you're doing, but you get to learn so much about one of London's most famous landmarks. The tours are brilliant as well. They absolutely know their stuff, all of the tar- tour guides. Laura was fantastic. She really ran me through the history of this incredible this incredible feat of engineering. And when I was absolutely panicking before stepping on the skywalk, she really calmed me down. She let me know that I was absolutely going to be fine, that it could more than take my weight. It could take the weight of about a thousand of me. So I felt safe. Still a little bit hairy, still a little bit nervy, but absolutely safe. It was a brilliant day out at Tower Bridge. Activity Quest is back in the new year, but remember, there's loads of episodes of Activity Quest that you can go back and listen to any time you fancy. If you're after some more suggestions, just scroll back in your podcast app and pick an episode you like. Whatever you do, and however you do it, tell us at funkidslive.com slash activityquest. And remember to rate, review, and follow this podcast wherever it is you're listening to it. Of course, have an amazing Christmas and a very, very happy new year. See you soon! The Space Programme is a Baffle Gab production for the UK's children's radio station, Fun Kids. You can listen to Fun Kids all day on your DAB digital radio, on your smart speaker by saying play Fun Kids, and on the free Fun Kids mobile app. You can also listen online and play loads of games, quizzes, as well as find out the latest news at funkidslive.com.